Hold on. Let's get right into it. Let's uh, do it. Raw, uh, SmackDown, I actually watched them both in one day. I watched them all last night uh, consecutively. It was like watching all of the Lord of the Rings at the same time. So continuity-wise, it was great. Nice. Didn't have to any kind of break at all. No, and I was able to fast forward through everything. Like, you know, obviously commercials, but like, you know, the recaps, because while the Ronda, Charlotte, Becky fight was amazing, they showed it a hundred times. So, you know. Yeah. Get it all in. A lot of content jammed in, and I feel good about WrestleMania. I guess we can start with Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte with it being the main event. Not only is it just billed as the main event, but I feel like it's the main event. Yeah, it's not one of those things where they just say, hey, this is the main event. It's a double main event, guys. It's a double main event, which is never... The main event, I don't care what anybody says. The main event is last. what goes on last, and I'm with you. And I think the angle on Monday night with all that craziness that went down, Ooh. I mean, that was the first time in a while where you look around and you're like, is this still going on? And uh, hey, I'm all for it, man. When it feels like it becomes so loose and less polished and a little bit more unscripted, and the the knee, the Charlotte knee. <sighs> oh, because she hit her mouth on the outside Ooh, of the door. Because you know that so good. That frame of the door or the window was supposed to come out, and it was standing there, and it was just Rhonda ate that. And you got to give Rhonda a lot of credit, man. She's been. <laughs> She's taken some pretty good ass kicking since she's arrived in the WWE. Uh, both like physically and from the fans. Oh yeah, but that was phenomenal from her part. When I mean that was movie comedic. Mm -hmm. When when Becky and Ronda were sitting in the back seat and they both turned to each other at the same time and then they both start kicking at the same time. That timing, you can't. You that was beautiful. Because oh. you were thinking, you're like, why are they putting them in the same vehicle? And then it happened. And Ronda's then like Ronda's face. Yeah. and then they just. Everybody's lights kind of turn on at the same time. Like, why would you? Oh, and then before you could <laughs> say something, they just started kicking. And you've been there. If you have any siblings growing up, you know those little kick fights like that in the back seat. Those and are if you've ever been in the back of a cop car, shout out to those who have. And you know that there's not much room back there, especially right. for two people kicking ass. So uh, I thought that was great. And the whole, just the whole piece of it, like. I mean, I felt like I was watching a little bit of that. You know, I, I, it's almost cliche to say at this point, but a little bit of that Stone Cold, mm -hmm. you know, when they're being carried away and you just rooting for them because then they start to work together a little bit to fight against the cops, which was so good when they're trying to get out of the cuffs. You know, I before thought that they was, went backstage. Yeah, exactly. When they were walking up the ramp. Because so you're like, oh, it's probably over then. And then, like, when you saw them kind of at times, like, who was it? I think it was Becky. Turn around and like kick somebody in their shin, yeah. and like their knee went backwards. I'm like, yo, you could really like pop somebody's ACL right there. That was nuts. I'm glad that they just kept it going. It's gonna be interesting to see how the whole dynamic is when they eventually have the match because I think Ronda's probably gonna go off, and you're gonna see Charlotte and Becky gonna have to team up a little bit during this match, and you're gonna have that. Oh wow, look at them, they're best friends before they turn on each other and start beating the crap out of each other again. Yeah, I think that, that you'll probably see them treat Ronda like a Braun Strowman and mm -hmm. then work together yeah. to kind of bury her for a minute so that they can wrestle. And from a skill set standpoint, throw oh, Ronda yeah. to the side a little bit. You know, she's incapacitated. Oh, my God, she's awake. Mm -hmm. But before she wakes up, let Becky and Charlotte put on a clinic. Yeah, they're going to carry the show, and we've seen that so many times before. So uh, I'm excited. I just saw the replay of the day of just three years ago when it was Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte, and I thought that was the best match on that WrestleMania a couple of years ago, and you'll never forget the Charlotte doing the whole, you know, backflip off the top rope to them on the outside and the way it all ended. I mean, they stole the show that year. Okay, so, but do you think Sasha and Bayley this year are, I mean, this match, do you think that this is WrestleMania quality? I mean, it's a decent enough match to have a uh, 
for the for the women's tag titles, it's decent enough for them to be going against a legend and then like Natty and everything. But really, do you think that that's a WrestleMania quality for knowing what Sasha and Bailey are capable of? I hate fatal four way matches. And then now that they've announced that the guys are going to do the same thing with the Usos, like. Those matches, every single time there's a fatal four-way match, I don't want to say every time, but I say 95% of the time, it's just like a throwaway. Like, all right, we got to get all these people in a match somehow. We got to get them on the card somehow. Right. I, I don't like it. I would have rather them just face Beth and Natalia. Or if you're going to do that, why don't you call a couple girls up from NXT and label it, all right, we're going to defend against one team from SmackDown and one team from Raw and one team from NXT. You really think you're going to challenge everybody and you say you're going to defend it everywhere, but... I just think it gets lost in the shuffle. I think, to your point, that would help from a continuity standpoint. In terms of, like, making it a real sport storyline versus just like, oh, well, they now they're in. Yeah. There's no there's no reason for them to jump in. And these fatal four-way tag matches, it's, it's, it's messy to watch on Raw, so I can only imagine how messy it's going to be on Mania. That being said, Mania, who takes it for the tag titles? Mm, I... I there's a part of me that really thinks the Iconics are going to uh, win. I'm saying the same thing. I think the Iconics, to me, I think they need it. I need They need that validation. I, I wouldn't have minded if they were going to be the initial tag team. Because when you think about it, and I know Sasha and Bailey are, are BFFs, I get that. But, like, the real true tag team out of these four are the Iconics. Are the Iconics. They were introduced together. They were together in NXT. I mean, they're just, they grew up together in, in Australia. Like, to me, they're the one true tag team. They're not two singles wrestlers put together these are a true tag team they've already beat them once i think you've established that credibility right there and i think i really do i mean billy k i don't think is as good as peyton royce in the ring but peyton royce she has her moments when she does that spinning back kick it, it looks good man so i i hope they go over i don't think anybody wants to see nia and tamina do it and nobody cares about natalia and beth phoenix but i think that uh you know if they got the win first off it, it Screams a cheat to win, you know. Yeah, it, it has to be on some bullshit, you know. And them, them getting over on Sasha and Bailey directly, or maybe they don't, and then that's what creates the feud for longer because then they never pin them. Or you could pin Tamina because she's the low hanging fruit kind of thing. Who mm -hmm. knows, man? But I'm with you. That's why it's like, why is Beth Phoenix and Natalia in this match? So then, on the male Raw tag side, uh, what? You, do they you don't think, have anything. No, but do you think Ricochet and Alistair Black? No, because they're in the smack, SmackDown four-way. Oh, so then who the hell is going for that? Nobody? Does Did anybody do that on nobody, the kickoff show? But who are they? They haven't even announced who they're going to wrestle. That's wow, crazy, that's man. that's awful. So, like, you have a really squirrely ending to the match. Like, why don't... I, if I'm them, I would have Ricochet and Alistair Black wrestle both of them. You know what I think that this speaks to? Um, and I've said this from the jump, you don't need a Raw and a SmackDown tag title. You just need one tag title and let them bounce back and forth. And I think with the addition of the winner of, and I hate to go back to it now, but the, the Charlotte-Becky-Ronda match, with the addition of both titles being in there, that's also showing that it's it, we've seen this movie before. They're going to unify all these titles eventually, and then it doesn't matter. Yeah, they so, seem to go back and forth. I, you know, I like that there's two different guys' titles. I just think that at times they just forget about it. When you have the titles but on the guy. WrestleMania. I'm with you. But the guys like the Revival that, yeah, they can work, but they just, they have no, con and they complain on social media. I get that. But they have no connection with the crowd. Right. They're, they're not, like, overly hateable, so people don't want to boo them. They're just, they're over them. They're I, I think there. they missed an opportunity. They should have put the belts on Ricochet and Aleister Black. And then, all right, you have a return match, or maybe you bring 
some other guys going. But I, I don't know, man. There needs to be a superstar shakeup because they have to establish more. Because I think there's really good tag teams on the SmackDown side. When you look at the Usos, you look at the Bar, yep. uh, you look at New Day. I even don't mind Nakamura and Rusev too much as well. So. You know, and you still have the club over there. They're going to be gone eventually, Nakamura probably. Nakamura and but. Rusev is brutal. And watching watching the club, Gallows and Anderson in that match. That's awful, man. There's no way they are not morally defeated every time. I mean, the paycheck's probably decent, so whatever. But. Oh, yeah, and they get to be home. I mean, you know what I mean? They're here in America, and I know Gallows with all those little kids at home, he enjoys that. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go back to New Japan when their contract is up or even AEW, but... You're blowing it, man. I think you're really blowing it. Like, how are they not formed up with AJ or formed up with Finn? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you're not utilizing one of the best storylines you have on your roster, and it'll give you more of a tag. You don't have any tag teams in the Raw division to, to wrestle these guys, so why are they on SmackDown just kind of muddling in mediocrity? It's awful. I think if they're not careful, the Usos could fall back into that because the Usos, I was looking at them last night, and I was like, whoa, whoa. I'm not, like, moved by them like I was for the last few months. I well, because like now they're booking them as baby faces again. I mean, look at last. You booked them as a heel, and then last week they forfeit their match so the New Day can move on, and then they're tagging up with Al Alistair Black and Ricochet. So now in the last month and a half, they switched from being these badass heels that everybody wasn't taking them seriously because they had face paint and they were doing all that Samoan dancing before, and now everybody was taking them serious, and now everybody started cheering for them, so now you kick them back in the baby face side. I think they dropped the ball with that, too, because now it's just like, why are they the champs? Because now you're just wasting them. I think it falls back into what I said to you last time, which is they need to faction up. And I think the, the Drew McIntyre-Roman Reigns match is a perfect time to do that. Have Freak everybody out. Oh, my God. Here are the Usos to help their boy win. And as all a heel, of a sudden, as a heel yes, faction? as a heel faction. Roman turns heel. And I'm not saying you need to turn Drew McIntyre face because I don't think that works either. Mm -hmm. But I think how badass would that be? That would be good. So you get you get the Usos and King Us on some heel shit, ready to go. Uh, and I think that that would add a layer of drama to that match that's kind of missing because I really don't. We were talking about that earlier of who wins, but I kind of don't care. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But and I want something to come out of it. Why not do the whole Samoan heel then? Why not, why not put the girls with them too? That's fine. That's great. That would be great. Why don't they do that? I know the faction stop at three, it seems like, nowadays. No, but I think that's good. And I think that if they really cashed in on how we, as American audience, we don't respect what the Samoan family has done yeah. for the business, and we sit here and bow down to the hearts all day, but when the reality is is that Yokozuna and The Rock and, and Haku and everybody else have been doing it. And they've been doing it the right way and not complaining about putting people over when they have to give up the belts. Too soon? I saw <laughs> I saw the wild Samoans. Uh, Afa, Afa and Sika? Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw, but like they're like nephews and nieces or whatever mm -hmm. at Park and Rec and oh, St. Awesome. Pete. They stood out a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, St. Patrick's Day. Really? Yeah, it was St. Patrick's and everybody's all greened up and here comes the wild Samoans. Big old dudes, not a skin, oh, yeah. not the, a skinny the, person in the fam. No, the women too. Like everybody was like, yeah. like, and it was. I don't know if they came there for more for the park or to just wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah. See what you did there. Uh, okay, so something that I thought was really interesting. You had Braun Strowman uh, take on two jobbers. Then the following night, the Miz takes on three real wrestlers. I just 
and maybe this is because I watched the two shows back to back, so it was it was I was easy to connect. Yeah, it was fresh it. to your brain. Yeah. yeah, but I just thought how weird that was that on Monday night we see Braun in a handicap match and like that match went on a little bit longer, and then the Miz was wrestling like three real ones. But the way I did like the ending of it because at first I was like, really, you expect me to believe that the Miz could take on everybody like this? Mm-hmm. But I did like the end that you know it ended very like dirty and. You know, outside and uh, I thought they they crafted that match right because a lot of Miz's offense was evading attacks from them, so it wasn't like him going and you know hulking up and yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. oh they went to go spear him and he slid out of the way and they knocked into the wall and they knocked into the turnbuckle because to me that's you know the slimy baby face that Miz is, which is, is still weird to me. It's you know when he's like tries to get these crowds behind him with these impassioned speeches. It just it, it, Miz is such a good heel, man. I don't know. I just, I, I, I get it, but I just, I don't, it, it just feels like there's more to be desired in this. And he was a heel for such a long time. So when you see him and then Shane, even when he was a heel, he was always kind of cheered yeah. because he's Mr. Jump off everything. So how is this match good then? How is this match going to be good? I just don't see how it's going to be good unless there's some kind of outside interference, right? You get the dad out there to smack Miz or smack his dad because if Shane is known for those high flying, those are high spots, but those are high spots for a baby face, not a heel. Maybe he takes them anyway. Um, Maybe Miz just, does it. Maybe Miz does something crazy. And yeah, jumps because from a you high know scaffold. what? I mean, if it, if you go from the story, I mean, the Miz lost when he took when he went high. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. as from taking the dad's advice. So maybe the dad tells him to do it again, and this time he actually gets it. Yep. You know, I, I don't think, know. I, I just, think that that's the that's the closer though. They're not gonna, they're not going to let Shane win that. That this is WrestleMania. This is about closing stories and books that that you know the final resolving chapter. conflict. Yeah, final chapters where where Davy does slay the slay the Goliath, mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not gonna go the other way at Mania. I don't think. Yeah, I'm with you, man, and I'm kind of over the storyline. Move on, Finn Balor. Yeah, our man. The demon uh, coming back. What if this is the first time the demon loses? Nah, I don't think so. Not to Bobby Lashley. I mean, nah, I don't think so. It's got to be Finn all day. It's gonna be a great uh, entrance. You don't, think, you don't pop. think Leo Rush could have a play in there? I think he. Uh, he's definitely gonna be a part of it. But I think right. this is where Finn goes over, and then you ride out and you find him a another. You know, maybe this is where you switch the belts. Maybe this is where you put Finn, and after the superstar shakeup. Finn's the Intercontinental. You send him the SmackDown, Smackdown, and then you send the U.S. title and Samoa Joe back to Raw. Does Samoa Joe keep it? Where's wait? Where, Rey Mysterio's banged up, so he's got an ankle injury. He was supposed to wrestle on Tuesday night and didn't. So I expect maybe possibly something shaken up there. I think that uh, yeah, maybe maybe Mysterio doesn't compete. Maybe Jeff Hardy goes in. I think that's uh, another guy. Or maybe. I was expecting Mysterio to go over simply just on the fact that it could be his last title run with the company could be you know before they put him in the hall of fame i like that could be and you never know there's there could be some other you know young fresh baby face that they're looking to get over and maybe you throw a guy over from raw you know you get the jump on the superstar smackdown and hey man it's wrestlemania week you never know maybe you give ricochet or alistair black a chance too okay so ricochet and alistair black let's talk about them uh it's really interesting that to see people simultaneously in both rosters and on both both shows of the main roster and still NXT that's what i'm saying it's but crazy. that's what i'm saying so yeah main roster and NXT and both shows of the main roster so it's like 
first off, wow, these guys work a lot. Second off, why? What are they doing here? What's what's the play? And, and it's I look at it in two ways. One, you look at it as like, hey, let's bring some more excitement to NXT. The other thing is I think you try to see how it is to have guys on more than one roster because I think that would make sense for a lot. And it could go into your point before, Buster, about having the tag team champions on both shows. I mean, you tried it with the girls, and if you're going to unify the belts eventually and see what the travel schedules are like for those guys and to see how the audience takes it, maybe this is kind of like a trial run to see all right, well, if it's not them, maybe somebody else, how would it be to go back and forth to each roster? What kind of, you know, when you go Monday night and after you wrestle, you got to go. How do you book the show? Do you book them early on Monday night to make sure that those guys can get out of there and head out to Tuesday oh, night that becomes, and make SmackDown? That smack becomes up? too predictable. Because there's a lot of logistics to it. So, I mean, just, you know, there's probably a lot of uh, questions that need to be answered behind the scenes for they, that. But They could just as easily switch the day for SmackDown like they do it. All, every year, <laughs> like right, yeah, exactly. And especially when Fox takes over, so that's going to be interesting too. Say we want it on Fridays, which will be not so great though, because those WrestleMania shows that you know you have NXT, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, Brutal. Raw, SmackDown. I mean, you get you probably lose a little cash there uh, if you're the WWE. You would think, right? Yeah. So maybe, yeah. I mean, it does work out best for them to do Monday, Tuesday, and then yeah. Wednesday with NXT. Um, Randy Orton and AJ Styles, you think it's going to steal the show? I think so. I think that's going to be an unbelievable. And I think that AJ is going to go over uh, just because we've seen, I, I think the big spot was the ph- phenomenal forearm into the RKO, right? And we, yeah. But we saw that at saw Elimination it. Chamber, and now we saw it again uh, saw it last night. on, la- it. on Tuesday yeah. of SmackDown. <laughs> right. So I don't think, I mean, that to me is the big spot, and you've already seen it twice, so I think AJ is going to go over. And it gives him some validation to those people that are like, you're just an indie guy. But, I, again, we talked about it last time we got together about how real the promo was and how about AJ Styles going, yeah, you were here, but you were also failing drug tests. Like, you got to love that when that you was heat, back the man. If there was anything that made me go, oh, yeah. Uh, it was between that and, you know, Charlotte, Ronda, and Becky. Um, okay, Kofi Kingston. Yeah, this is where we differ, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I don't see this not ending especially i mean this goes back to what i said davy and goliath i don't see this not ending with wwe crown's first black champ at wrestlemania the walking away with that headline is i think going to be so big for them and they know that and it just it it's the story what do you do you have daniel bryan beat him then what yeah, but it hasn't it's been a it hasn't been a real slow build. It's kind of been put together here in the last 2 months. So, you know, like the WWE, they love that slow burn. Uh, to me, this screams of something that's going to be a, a burn over the summer and then he cashes in, uh well, not cashes in, but SummerSlam is I think where this happens because there's just too many other big storylines where I think it's going to get lost in the shovel. You got Shane McMahon, which obviously you know how important the McMahons think that is. You have Brock Lesnar could possibly be going to the UFC, so does he lose his belt? the women that are going to be headlining it. So I think it just, how important is that to the general public? Uh, Crown's first black champ at WrestleMania? But what I'm saying is, but that, but I mean, out of, you want that to be the number one thing, right? Or do you want it to be amongst other things? Because I think that it still could be the number one thing. But let's say you screw him over at WrestleMania, right? And then he has to fight all the way back all summer 
and he loses, he yeah, loses. Like then he gets the summers. Yeah, but I know that's how the WWE is, though. Yeah, it's just been awful watching like these hate crimes every week. It's like a handicap. Watch these two whites beat on the black. But look at it like this: when <laughs> when Daniel Bryan went through that whole thing and eventually won, right? He was the headline, and it was WrestleMania 30. It was him. He was the last match. He beat Orton. He beat Batista. And the and the last memory is him holding that belt up, right? And all the confetti. If they're going to really celebrate this like how you're saying it is, it has to be the last match. But it's not going to be the last match. So why would you have a big old celebration? You have your arguably what could be your biggest pop of the night, and then you have three more matches. Like, it doesn't make sense. There's You're not going to have the biggest payoff that you want. How do we know that it's not going on last? I mean, even though. So you think they're going to have been saying this the whole time? <laughs> That'd be so badass. Psych! The girls yeah. ain't going on last. Yeah. Suck it! We'd rather do this than do that. Uh, yeah. I don't that know. would be funny, though. <laughs> that would be funny. But I'm with you. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I think it's a heck of a storyline. But I think if they're going to go in that direction, it has to be the last match of whatever pay per view it's on. I think that's the big thing you build around SummerSlam. That's the, the crowning achievement there. You let him go on last. And you want Kofi holding the belt. You know, if that's the storyline you want, you want Kofi holding the belt when the cameras go off, and I just, it's not going to happen, I don't think. I don't know. I think that I think that you could still have that moment, and I think you could still be ceremonious about it, and I just picture the Raw after Mania where they toss that wood weed belt away, and they... The know, hemp? Yeah, and they break back out the black and gold, and the New Day are so over, and they're so old school with their approach, they could bring back the winged eagle belt. Ah, that would be so cool. How cool? With the blue strap or the black strap? Black. Yeah. <laughs> the blue strap. <laughs> the stone cold blue strap. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, and then I think the Raw after Mania is, you know, I, I'm sure we'll see some NXT call ups that, mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't even thought about. Um, I think that might be the end of the Ricochet Alistair Black. We might know at that point yeah. they might fully cross. Over. Solidify, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe they keep riding them out. Whatever. Uh, you're going to New York? I am going to New York. We forgot about the big title match. Wait, what? Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Oh, God. Let's not gloss over that one. Who was, do you think's going too over? I focused on first black champ, bro. Y- you were. I know. But we were, you know, we were talking about this earlier uh, off the air, and you think there's a better chance of Kofi winning than Seth Rollins. Yes. And I think the opposite. I think there's a better chance for Seth Rollins. And especially, here's the other thing. Daniel Cormier said something. Uh, everybody knows heavyweight champ in the UFC. He said, I might go to WrestleMania and affect Brock Lesnar there. And he right. kind of said it in passing. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of threw that out. He is a huge WWE fan. He's also in talks with Fox to possibly be a SmackDown commentator when they eventually make the switch. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Cormier shows up at WrestleMania because you look at Brock, his physique is much different now. He's a lot more lean. You know, he's back in the USADA testing pool. You could tell he wants to get back into the UFC for at least one more fight. I wouldn't be surprised if Daniel Cormier shows up and Seth Rollins burns it down. I don't know, man. I could see, because first off, I've lost enough bets on Brock Lesnar um, thinking that this is it for him because they've pulled that on us plenty of times where they've been like, oh, this is his last match. You didn't know. Oh, he just signed a new contract. And... This could easily be another one of those, so I'm not going to fall for that again. And then on the flip side, he wins the belt. You could still have your moment, you know, where Daniel comes in because, yeah, because Brock Lesnar wins, standing there with the belt, new music hits, what the hell's going on? Oh, my God. Kind of like when Ronda Rousey came out at the Royal Rumble after. But what do you you think Seth needs something like this? Because to me, Seth beats Brock Lesnar clean at WrestleMania. He's a made man for the rest of his life. 
I guess. Just like Chris Jericho when he beat The Rock and Stone Cold. Like, that's that solidifies you as the man. Everybody pays that thing forward. Who's earned it more than him? Now, that's part of me that says, man, he's earned it. He's been the Iron Man. He's been arguably the best wrestler in the world. You know, there's a short list of guys that the WWE can say are the best wrestlers in the world that do it all, whether it's high-flying, whether it's strength. I mean, Seth Rollins is on that short list. But that being said, if they didn't let Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar last year at WrestleMania, Mm -hmm. would they let Seth Rollins do it? And do you feel, you don't feel that Roman Reigns is any less for not being able to slay Brock Lesnar. So I don't think that we would be looking at Rollins like he's any less for not being able to get it done. And I think there's also like a weird, like you bring up the Jericho moment. I don't feel that way. Like I know that they're trying to say all that. Like he's the beast slayer and the shirt and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that they're saying all these things right now. I just but what if? But then if he does it, it validates all of that stuff. Yeah, I know. I I agree. I just I just don't feel like it's that big. They well, the thing too is that they were pushing Roman for a long time as the main guy, shoving it down people's throats. They didn't shove Seth down their throat. This, you know, obviously when he turned heel eventually, or in the initially, yeah, he was shoved down everybody's throats. But right. this one, he kind of earned his way back. Since the injury, and he had that iron, you know, the uh, long gauntlet match where he did right. all those things, and he just put on show stopping matches with Ziggler and McIntyre and all these guys. So he kind of earned his way up to that, back to that upper echelon of WWE wrestlers. That's why I think this is an exclamation point. And to me, it makes him a made man because you didn't steal it like you did with the money in the bank. You earned it, and now you're the man. What do you think Ziggler is going to be doing during Mania? Uh, probably in the back taking videos of himself and complaining about why he's not over. I really don't have sympathy for guys that don't get over it. If you don't change your own gimmick, he's been given opportunities. He had a nice tag team with with Drew Drew McIntyre. You could have spun that off into something, but I, I mean, don't think he let's did. Let's not any... forget they gave him AJ Lee and Big E Langston at one point. Yeah, he, he had a crew. Yeah, exactly, and he won the title. That was one of the biggest pops ever. One of the best cash ins you're ever going to see, and he was a heel. Yep, that's the crazy thing, but. These guys that complain about not getting over you, it's up to you to connect with the crowd. I mean, look at Becky Lynch. She smacked Charlotte Flair, and then she went on, and she made the whole man thing her own, and now she's arguably the hottest thing going. Oh, Kofi, my God, is she good on the mic, man. She's awesome, man. SmackDown, she was great. She always kills it, man. She does. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. Have fun in New York. Um, Thanks. I'm going to try to buy some tickets. I'm going to scalp them and get in Yeah, there. I was going to say, I hope you can at least hear it from the outside of MetLife. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, uh, Jay Retcher. Thank you very much, dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.